Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial spaces, and we get to hear their stories. Now, today's guest has logged nearly two decades of experience running a successful managed services provider known as Compass MSP. Please welcome co-owner, president, and CEO of Compass, Ari Santiago. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff, man. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. Pleasure to be here. Hey, we're grateful that you took the time to to talk to us today about your your company and your story. But let's start off by just giving this kind of that bird's eye view. What do you guys do at Compass MSP? Yeah, Jeff, listen, uh, Compass MSP is a leader in delivering and supporting technology solutions for small and mid-sized businesses. We work with companies from roughly 20 to 500 employees, and we help them get the most out of their IT. You know, today's day and age, cybersecurity uh, being what it is. The requirements of technology, listen, with the pandemic even more so, right? The ability to work from home securely, collaborate, video chats, uh, sharing files, remote access, all that stuff. You know, we enable companies to reach their great potential by uh, making their technology work for them. Awesome. And and you, I mentioned that you've you've been doing that for, for quite a while now. How, yeah. how long since you uh, kind of, well, let's just dive right in to how you established the company, because I know, as you said, it was... Uh, not an interesting story. Yeah, tell me yeah, that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I listen. I've only been the CEO uh, and and one of the owners of Compass uh, since January of this year. So it's so it hasn't been that long. Uh, but as you alluded, uh, I've been in the MSP space uh, for about two decades, um, and uh, really in the IT world since the early 1990s. Um, you know, I I originally started. Let me kind of make a take a long journey back, which I think will be interesting for the audience. You know, I really didn't do anything in computers or um, anything really super entrepreneurial um, until uh, I had a skiing accident at the age of 13. About a month before my 14th birthday, I was on a ski trip with some friends and I fell and was paralyzed uh, from the waist down. And um, in rehabbing from that, I had a friend of my parents who brought me a computer. This was 1991. So computers, this was like pre-Windows 95, pre-internet. Sure. I mean, AOL wasn't even a thing yet. Um dating myself. Um, and uh, sort of brought me a computer. It was MS-DOS days, man. And and I'd never really worked with a computer before. Um, and it turned out I had a real aptitude and a passion for it. And um, I really seized onto that. And through some lucky uh, encouragement from my parents, I got into uh, IT. I started a little IT business in high school, um, did that. That eventually led me to running an IT department for an engineering firm. Uh, and then I outsourced my job to myself and founded a company called IT Direct back in the early 2000s. That was my first true managed service provider. And I was really uh, proud to through my entrepreneurial journey, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. I built IT Direct to be uh, the leading uh, SMB pure play managed service provider in the entire state of Connecticut. 
Um, and then I joined forces with uh, the team at Compass and became the CEO. And we're now a 210-person uh, firm uh, with offices up and down the Eastern Seaboard and in Chicago. Wow. So let's. Uh, you said one thing there. I want to go back, and then we'll work our way through some of those sure. again. But you said you started kind of your first first IT business at, um, in high school. Like, what what were you doing then? Yeah, man. So actually, um, what really happened is um, my my parents. Uh, my father was an attorney. My mother was a dentist. And growing up, we had uh, chores to do around the house that we euphemistically, my brothers, I have three younger brothers. We used to call rent, you know, uh, clear the table, <laughs> sure. set the table, do the laundry, take out the trash, you know, normal, normal stuff. Uh, we never got any allowance or anything. And uh, when I got back from the hospital, I thought, well, I can't do any of those things anymore now that I'm in a wheelchair. So now I get certainly get allowance, you know, um, and uh, that was not the case. Uh, my parents were like, nope, you're, you're not getting any allowance. You're going to have to figure out, you know, how to make money. And um, so I didn't know what to do. And my mom's like, you know, this computer thing. Um, you know, you could probably teach people how to use computers and blew my 14 year old mind because it came so easily to me. I couldn't imagine anyone needed to be taught. <laughs> um, but it turns out they did. So I, uh, I made some could let people know I wanted to do it, got connected with somebody through my grandfather who I did two computer lessons for and realized I'm not a computer teacher. Um, but there was some business there. So um, I didn't know how to build computers, but I knew that you could at that time build computers and make money. So there was a, I looked around for somebody who lived in walking distance to me, this kid on my bus, uh, looked like he might know computers. So I went up to him and I was like, Hey, Spencer, do you know how to build computers? He was like, yep. I was like, Hey man, uh, if I sell them, will you help me build them? And that's what we did. So we started a company wow. SNS computing and we were building and selling computers. And then, um, you know, that ended after a couple of years. And then about my junior year, I was driving and, uh, another friend of mine, we started a company called new age computing where we actually was a precursor to MSP. We would go to small offices, doctors, lawyers. Uh, we'd help them with their computers. You know, back then you go to a dentist's office, there was like one or two computers maybe and lawyer's office the same. You know, it's not like it is today. Yeah. Um, and so we made a little business out of that and made some, uh, made some good money doing that my last two years of high school. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so you, you kind of had that entrepreneurial bug very early. Um, probably not even realizing that it was an entrepreneurial thing that was going on. It was just computers were just something that you were into. Just hustling. Uh, right, just hustling. Exactly. You know, listen, it all started because I wanted to take girls on dates. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's how it starts for a lot of people. Yeah, that was, was the just, motivation day one, you know? Yeah. Well, you, um, and so after high school, uh, you, you went to college. What, um, when did, uh, your first, I guess, business, uh, get started that you established the business? Yeah. So, I mean, actually, as it turns out in college, and I guess really, you know, there's probably a, com a debate that needs to be had at some point, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, nature versus nurture. But, you know, even in college uh, to make money in school, I actually uh, opened up a, a cell phone and pager store and we used to sell um, cell phones and, and pagers back those days. Uh, when you activated a cell phone for somebody, the company would give you like $125 bounty for every cell wow. phone that you activated. And we had pagers, uh, which is a recurring revenue business, similar to managed services and sort of got into that. Um, you know, um, I was also did a multi-level marketing thing where I was like selling um, environmental products, um, which sort of really helped build my sales skills. Um, and then, you know, listen, I was in college to become a lawyer. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> then I realized I don't want to do this at all and went back into technology and then ended up uh, being the IT director, the really only time I ever worked for somebody, I was an IT director for an environmental engineering firm based here in 
uh, Hartford, Connecticut for uh, maybe end of 1999 till I started IT Direct in 2002. So I did that. And I think just through that process realized I preferred, as I would say, I preferred being in the engine, uh, make, you know, driving the train uh, mm-hmm. than anywhere else on the train. So I uh, outsourced my job to myself. Awesome. And so tell me a little bit about that, that starting point. Uh, what, what was that like? How did that, <laughs> How did that go? Because uh, I mean, it seemed like you had had a lot of experience kind of leading into that. But yeah, what was it scary? Did you still have, were there mistakes that you made then that you, that you wish you'd knew the things you know now? Oh, you do. The list is long there, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, for sure. You know, listen, I mean, um, you know, a lot of the business I started, you know, when you're living at home with your parents or you're, 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 you're in college, so you got a roof over your head, like, there's really low risk, you know, what's going to happen. Um, you know, it was kind of all upside and, and, you know, worst case scenario was I'm just in my dorm and dining hall, you know, there was really no issue there. Mm. But by the time I decided to start IT direct, I had a pretty good career going, you know, as an IT director, uh, at a, at a roughly pretty young age. And, um, so when I decided to do it, it was a leap of faith. You know, you go from a, a job, right. It was making a good living, uh, health insurance and all that to a desk at the foot of my bed in my apartment, um, and basically one major client. And, uh, so it's risky. And, uh, you know, I had one computer, I had a phone and a scanner. I named my computer perseverance, uh, to remind me to, you know, keep on keeping on. And, um, you know, I just got after it, man. And I just hustled and, you know, I, I've never been afraid of hard work and never been afraid of the hustle. So I was able to kind of get some work done. And to answer your question about lessons learned, you know, I think, uh, you know, the way I've told the story is I think, I was lucky in some ways to have success pretty early. You know, we were by the time we were by a year, a year and a half in, I already had four or five employees and and we were rolling, moved out of the apartment into an office and and all that stuff. Um, but that went straight to my head. So at at 25 or 26 years old, I thought I was, you know, the the next coming of uh, Bill Gates here and and mm-hmm. we were gonna skyrocket this thing. And you know, you can make any business look like a billion dollar business with enough spreadsheet lines. And, um, and, and the problem was I, I became, I became the problem in the business and it took me, uh, sort of seven years, six, six years, maybe of, um, of kind of one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, um, and not really growing much after that, before I realized that in order to run a great business, you have to be a great business leader. And uh, I had to work on myself and I credit the entrepreneurs organization for really showing me how to do that. And, and that made all the difference. And um, once I learned how to empower people, hire people that truly were better and smarter than me and empower them to be successful, you know, I think it was Steve Jobs that said, you know, we're successful because we hire smart people and then get out of their way, roughly said something like that. And that's a lot easier said than done, um, especially when you're growing your own little baby, that's your business, you know, and um, but learning how to do that really helped propel me to uh, everywhere I got to. So I'm really grateful for learning that lesson. Yeah. Well, how did you guys innovate so that your so that you would be kind of set aside from other companies that were doing what you were doing at the time? Yeah. So I mean, listen, innovation's a nonstop, constant thing, and and it's it's funny now because you're you think back. And one of the early innovations that we did, which is going to sound crazy to people listening right now, but uh, is remote support. You know, when we first got started, the idea that you could control someone's computer without driving to the office was just like, it blew people's minds. And I still remember 
where we would connect to people's computers using this product called NetMeeting, which was built into every Windows computer, but no one really was using it. I remember distinctly over and over again, we would call and people would be like, dude, dude, you've got to come over here. This guy's on the phone controlling my computer. And like, it would, there would be like five people watching you fix someone's printer, um, you know, remotely. Like, look, look, the mouse is moving. I'm not touching anything, you know? Um, and uh, so, you know, it was innovations like that. And I think over time, one of the things that helped us continue to innovate and be relevant is something that's, again, simple to say, but very hard to do. It's a focus on what brings value to the customer. Mm. You know, listening to our clients and thinking about what's going to bring value to them uh, really has helped us innovate. And um, and I think we continue to innovate by thinking about what products, how to deliver those products and do it in a way that truly brings value to the to the client. And uh, that's that's something that's been near and dear to my heart from day one, something that drives me and our company today. And it's what's going to allow us to reach our vision of being North America's leading MSP. So you were already uh, very successful at the point that, uh, as you said, um, you guys became Compass. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that process and what, what happened there. How did you guys come together? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, listen, uh, for for folks that are listening that have ever kind of, you know, read the Mastering the Rockefeller Habits or, or Scaling Up from, from Vern Harnish, you know, we started on that sort of process back in 2009. I remember at that point it was four of us, and we 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 said uh, uh, four of us were kind of leading the company, but still a small company, but only six people. Uh, we said, "Hey, our vision is to become North America's leading MSP, a company that drives tremendous value to our clients to make their businesses run better, and makes our employees better, and makes the community around us better." And, and we're going to be top 10 in Forbes list of best places to work. We're going to lead the industry. People are going to seek us out. Companies are going to know that if they work with us, their technology is on point. And we set that when we had no business. It's called a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. I mean, that's mm-hmm. our BHAG today. And we sort of set on that path. And um, we we just kind of went on for the people that kind of read, you know, good to great or whatever, that 20-mile that march, make a, another step every year, another step every year. And before you knew it, that that six person ragtag band uh, from IT Direct, you know, was a 65, 70 person, you know, largest peer play MSP in Connecticut. And we knew that over time to get to our BHAG, part of what we had to do was going to be continue to drive value and grow organically. But the other piece was going to be acquisitive growth. You know, growing a small business like that, you just you're going to need eventually to do some acquisitions. And so when you need to do that, eventually you're going to need some backing. And uh, I knew the people that were behind Compass and doing that. People I'd known for a while actually had known before Compass and had approached me about being the first platform company for Compass, but it just wasn't the right time. Um, and then the stars aligned. You know, they were making a, a change in the CEO role, and I fit the bill for that. And um, they were aligned with my vision and what we're trying to do uh, to change the industry and drive maximum value to small and mid-sized businesses. Super supportive, and it just made sense. Um, and so I'm really proud to be part of this team. Um, not only are we giving our employees a, a great platform to grow and our clients, you know, new opportunities to gain advantage from their technology, but we also inherited a great team, a leadership team at Compass that's second to none, that knows the industry, that's committed to doing it the right way. And I'm just really proud to be a part of it. Tell me a little bit about uh, managing that kind of a bringing together of two two companies and two teams and uh, I've been through that a couple of times at places that I've worked. And sometimes 
uh, it doesn't go well. Sometimes it does. Tell me a little bit about what you guys think you did right and uh, advice you'd give others who are trying to do the same thing. Well, listen, man, it's an ongoing process, just like every company. You know what I mean? Uh, I I think, you know, one of the first mistakes someone can make is to think that, you know, integration is a one done process, that there's a, you know, beginning and middle of an end because you're always, just like when you start a business, right? You're always hiring new people. And the people, if you look around at your organization on May 6, 2021, when we're recording this, and then you fast forward six months it's going to look different, right? And so you're always reintegrating people, um, your new hires and whatever. And so I think, um, you know, one of the things that we, that is important when you're integrating people is knowing what your core values are. Mm-hmm. Who are we? What do we believe? What are we trying to do as a group? What's the goal we're trying to achieve? And it's that mission, vision, values, alignment. And so I think one of the things we did right and continue to do right is before we did the deal, before we talked about valuations and any of that stuff, we talked about values and mission and vision. Are we aligned? We believe the same things. And, you know, listen, when you look at the words that were on a piece of paper, clearly the values, the words we had written down, the words Compass had written down weren't exactly the same, mm-hmm. but they meant roughly the same thing. And when they thought about what they were trying to achieve, what they wanted to do as a business, that aligned with what we were trying to do. And so as we march forward as Compass, and we look to do continue to do acquisitions and bring businesses in, that alignment is so critical, Jeff. You know, we got to make sure that alignment's there because if the alignment's wrong, ain't nothing you're going to do to integrate that's going to work. But if the alignment's there, the inevitable missteps you're going to make in communication and in systems integration and all that, that's all going to be able to be overcome because when you just take a step back and look big picture, you're aligned. And so what I view as my role is to make sure that I'm reminding everybody about that big picture that I remember what our values are and that's how we should lead and that's how we should act. And if we do that, it's going to work out, even though we're going to make some mistakes. Sure. That's great. That's great stuff. Tell me what you're most excited about for the future. What I'm most excited about is the opportunity that we have in front of us. You know, when I look on the horizon, um, the, the need for small and mid-sized businesses to take advantage of technology to remain relevant going forward is greater now than it's ever been. And it will be greater five years from now than it is today. So our opportunity to make an impact, just like our vision says, an impact on our clients, an impact on our teammates, and an impact on our community is so huge. And um, you know, it's, it's just really important to me to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a real opportunity to make a real difference in a lot of lives. You know, When I talk to my team, one of the great things we have in our business working with the clients we do, we work with clients that help people who have challenges having babies to have babies. We help companies that defend our country, whether it's build submarines or, or build uh, you know airplanes, do that. People that travel, we help medical offices. We get to help so many different types of businesses do the things they do that change lives every single day. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And what we do is critical to them being successful. And so we just have an opportunity to make such a huge impact and we engage in our community, you know, charitably with time and dollars, encourage our team members to engage with the community and, and of course our own teammates and their families. So it's it's just such a huge opportunity to make such a positive impact on this world. I'm humbled to have the opportunity and look forward to continuing to make a difference. That's amazing. Uh, before I let you go, I do want you to have a chance to tell folks how they can find your company on the web and other things like that. Yeah, listen, uh, compassmsp.com. 
you can definitely go there. Uh, you know, Ari Santiago, uh, Compass MSP, find me on LinkedIn, find Compass on LinkedIn. You know, we're really active, you know, on those platforms, kind of giving people information uh, that that's really helpful for them in terms of just technology and business, uh, learn about us. Or if you're looking to join a great team, we're always looking for great talent, Jeff. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing with us today. Dude, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.